Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Support for Away With Words is provided by MoseyPro Online Backup. MoseyPro protects your business's data with simple, secure, and affordable backup solutions. Find out more at mosey.com slash words. Hi, it's another minicast from Away With Words. I'm Martha Barnett. We hope you're enjoying your summer, unless, of course, you're in the Southern Hemisphere, in which case, hola, and how's it? And we hope you're enjoying your winter. Recently, we received a call from Benjamin. He's a Lutheran pastor in Duncanville, Texas. And Benjamin had been curious about a word he came across in a biography of a French statesman. Now, this word appeared to be a derogatory reference to Germans. Benjamin's question was, just how derogatory or offensive is it? And it has nothing to do with Bruce Springsteen, right? Virtually nothing, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So how are you spelling it? B-O-S-C-H. Oh, B-O-S-C-H, okay. Yeah, I came across it also as having a variant B-O-S-C-H-E, depending Uh on if you're using it as an English speaker or a French speaker. Okay, okay. And it was used in a derogatory way. Well, it would seem to be. Uh, Clemenceau was referring to the Bosch, and it was pretty clear from the context is the Germans during World War I. This is an interesting word. It's got a bit of a history there. It is derogatory. We should just make that plain. It was never widely used in the United States during World War I or World War II, but it was known here among certain communities. Um, I first encountered this book in the stories of Robert Jaynes. He, he writes mystery fiction about a pair of German and French detectives working together in occupied Paris during World War II. And um, it's B-O-C-H-E, right? And it's mm-hmm. Bosch or Bosch, something like that. And ultimately, the word comes from an expression meaning head of wood. <laughs> and so, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but by way of, a, a, you know, the usual etymological path of a little borrowing here, a little changing in there, and then ultimately becomes shortened to something that's easy to say. And... Yeah, it's not, even if Clemenceau was using it, it's not necessarily a word that you ever want to use to a German. Uh, they, will <laughs> yeah. probably, they will probably still take offense. It was interesting because I had said, well, I might as well look it up for myself finally after seven years. And, and uh, the reference I found made reference to possibly cabbage, too, as a, a meaning like oh, I cabbage. See. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I was looking in the, the Le Nouveau Petit Robert um, of 2008, and it specifically says there that it's injurious, <laughs> um, okay. and that it probably comes from a, a word, a shortening of a word, albosh, A-L-B-O-C-H-E, which is in turn um, an alteration of the slang alamosh, which is a mix of the word for German, which is A-L-L-E-M-A-N-D, oh, sure. and the expression tête de bosch, and bosch is a, a, a slang or dialect word for bois, which is wood. So, so ultimately, it means uh, ultimately it came from something being head of wood. Okay. So, not heads maybe is a better way to uh, to translate it in English. Oh, that's good. So it sounds mild in English, but uh, if you're yeah, using yeah, it in but, French, 
Yeah. It's another story, huh? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's probably a little... say it just right, too, with that per, per proper French pronunciation. Right. Yeah, it is dated also. Like I said, they'll, they'll understand it, but it'd be like Americans or, or Brits calling Germans Huns, which is just, you're going <laughs> yeah. to sound pretty silly yeah. using it as an insult. So. Yeah, that's a good analogy. So cool. I hope, I hope we helped you some there. Is that all right, Benjamin? Yep, and I'll definitely not be using it in any future sermons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I would stick to the words of joy and love and peace. Right. Those are all. Fermi la bouche. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so sir. much. All, all right, right bye-bye. Bye-bye. Do you know how they say whippoorwill in French, Grant? They, they don't, because they don't have the bird in France. Oh, they don't? <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think so, no. <laughs> no, it's bois pourri, which is uh, putrid wood, because they live in old tree stumps. Why I know this stuff, I don't know. It's been in my head for years. Like, potpourri is putrid pot. Well, I don't know that Grant was all that excited about the French word for whippoorwill coming from the French word for wood, but I thought it was cool. What about you? Is there a word that's been on the back burner of your mind? Why not move it to that front burner and call us right now? The number is 1-877-929-9673. You can leave us a message there. Or you can send an email to words at waywardradio.org. And before we go, I'd like to leave you with this thought from Quincy Jones. He said, I've always thought that a big laugh is a really loud noise from the soul saying, Ain't that the truth? I'll say, Quincy, ain't that the truth? Well, thanks for listening. I'm Martha Barnett. Hey, listeners, we have a favor to ask. We'd love for you to fill out our listener survey at gum.fm slash words. Your feedback is crucial. It's quick, and it helps us make our show even better. It shapes our show, helps us plan, and ensures we're bringing you the content you love. That's gum.fm slash words. Thanks for being a part of what we do. Thank you.